everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other New Year host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. James. Colin. Oh. Colin. Yes. Ugh. No, we were going back and forth. The, the going back and forth is exactly what I wanted. Oh, good. Because, you know, James, I I am just so happy to be out of 1931, right? We were there for Listen, forever. Love yeah. it. Great year. Always have a place in my heart. But For sure. And it feels so good to be able to finally move forward into a new year, like yeah. 1932. <laughs> yeah, the next year. The literal next year. We'll As uh, 1932... Music of 1932 band Death Cab for Cutie said, so this is the new year. <laughs> now, hang on now. What would their music sound like back then? The same, only worse quality uh, recording. That's it. Just the same. Exactly the same. Maybe more ukes. Maybe hmm, okay. more ukes. Replace all the synths with, u- with ukes. Interesting. Okay. And I, then that's it. Hmm. I'm going to have to get someone to do some sort of conceptual album for me to hear mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. then uh, come back to you on that. Um, but <laughs> Isolationism. The 1930s. Um, so the good news is, though, is that we are, for sure, like all joking aside, we are out of 1931. Oof, yes. And yes, we are in 1932, but don't worry. It's just a brief stop on the highway to Captain America. Uh, and that's, that's kind of like <laughs> the way that I'm looking at it, right? Like I, I kind of view the next few episodes as like the road to Captain America. Exactly. Um, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's like when you're looking at the fact that we're going to be probably in some areas for bigger chunks of time. And then yeah. you've got a bunch of little random tidbits in the middle that kind of becomes this fun little roadmap. Um, My brain you know, is trying to mash up uh, ACDC's highway to hell and Simon and Garfunkel's America. And it's not, it's not going great. Kyle, 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 I was calling you Kyle. I don't know if that was clear. It's not going great, Colin. <sighs> okay, sure. <laughs> well, then, why don't we just uh, get it right into the episode since, yeah, you know, yeah. New Year. I'll put in some calls later. It'll be fine. Yeah, New Year, new me, I apparently. We're on no Ooh, longer yeah. Colin. I don't know. Um, but here we go. Speaking of New yes. Year, new me, that's pretty much yeah. what happens in this episode. <laughs> so we are, for, by the way, for the first time ever in the TV series Runaways, Uh, This is also very exciting because we are recording this uh, on, I almost said today, which wouldn't make any (laughs) sense to to all of you, but it is March 22nd, 2022. Not only is it William Shatner's birthday, by the way. Well, there you um, go. But, uh, and I only know that actually because of the fact that I went to a convention this past weekend where he was and people kept wishing him a happy birthday. I was like, that doesn't seem right. I don't think it's his birthday. Surely I would have heard of this. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh. On Tuesday. All right, whatever. Uh, so huh. the other thing, though, about that convention is that while there, I met Virginia Gardner. Now, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this show and you've never seen Runaways, you're like, I don't think I know that name, do I? Maybe I do, at least in, in terms of Marvel. Perhaps you do know her from other things. Uh, but that is because she is an actress from Runaways. We're not yes. going to see her in this episode, uh, nope. but I did meet her and I did get to take a picture with her and I got to talk to her for a little bit about Runaways uh, and she was an absolute delight. She was great and uh, I'll probably talk on that more some other day, but I just wanted to say that it's cool that the first 
thing I've recorded since meeting her is this episode. And yeah, we it's the first time we've ever done a Runaways episode. It's uh the first time you've we've you've met anyone from Runaways. It's 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 kismet. Right. It's perfection. And as you had pointed out before we recorded this episode that although she's not in this episode of all the main characters, she is intrinsically the most connected to this scene. This is also Runaways is available on Disney Plus, which is a thing that I always forget. Um it's also on Hulu because it's a Hulu original, but it is for sure available on Disney Plus. I forgot that it was on Disney Plus too. And so today when I actually went to do my rewatch, I had to log into Hulu for the first time in forever and I was like, "Huh, that's crazy that Hulu doesn't seem to remember any of the like information of me having watched this show." And it's because apparently I watched it all on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun little factoid, I guess. All right. <clears throat> Definitely. So now that we've talked about it for a bit, let's actually talk about what is happening in this episode. This is Runaways yes. Season 2, Episode 8. Um, it technically starts from zero minutes and goes until three minutes and nine seconds. However, I will say skip the first minute and about ten seconds just to avoid spoilers of the future and of other runaway episodes. Uh, yeah. You know, because it's always a recap at the start of most TV shows, right? Right. So once you skip that little bit, you'll start on a black screen and hear the words, before this life, there was another. Before this body, there was another. And finally, boom, we see come into focus a field. And as we tilt up across the tall grass, we see in the distance a large tent with the sign Los Angeles County Revival. A preacher says, praise the light, which is, re which is repeated by the parish. Praise the light that pierces the darkness. Though the earth may quake and the heavens lack rain, the light shall keep us safe from pain. Now, I want to point out something that's just fascinating to me, at least, is he says, mm -hmm. amen, and they all respond with amen. Amen, yep. And that... I've always kind of wondered about that. It also bothers me tremendously that like the crowd isn't half and half at the very least. Like he says one thing and they all say a, a different and I'm not right. a religious man anymore. Right. So I guess that this, this is a mystery for another podcast. But yeah. That one moment I immediately paused and went, huh? And then hit it's, play again. Oh yeah. It's not a religious thing. It's a, it's a, it's a performance thing. Because right. Amen. Amen is you know your results you know whatever you want to whatever flavor you want to go with but him saying amen as the as the leader and right. them saying amen as the crowd doesn't doesn't ring true because they would say what he says you well, know i see you that's know, the thing i'll I say was amen in grace or whatever when we're all saying sort of whatever i like the reason why i said i'm no longer a religious man so like i'm not really gonna look too deep into it but I was just yeah. wondering if, like, some of that, like, the two different pronunciations comes from anywhere or anything, you know? As far as I'm I aware, just like, eh. it's just a, it's just a... It's like a dialect you know, thing? Yeah, how do you, how do you say it? Yeah, huh. it's just a, you know... Like uh, aunt and aunt. Yeah, to may men, to ma men. <laughs> okay. All right, so a woman stands there that with a young boy, uh, you know, kind of in this, like, weird little seat slash bed. I'm not really sure how to describe this. It's like mm. a manger, but for a larger child right or like a wheelchair before they figured out how to do wheelchairs well but that's also weird because we've seen a wheelchair well, it's like a wheel right no they no people know how to do wheelchairs i'm saying like she's wheeling him in on like a 
let, what if you took a wheelbarrow and then you wanted a wheelchair, but you'd want to do the little, the least you know, amount of work possible. The weird thing about that is that I thought she, she was just there. I didn't, I don't think they, we watch her wheel in, do they? I think it's, I thought it was just like a bed like thing, like right. a half bed, half chair. I don't know. Like some sort of, yeah. I know there's a word for that, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I apologize. Um, but she has this young boy and she's like, please help him. We've come such a long way. We need you. He addresses the child with the question, you seek the light. The boy does nothing, to be clear. Like, the boy just sits there and just looks at him. He turns to the audience and says, children, have faith, and the light shall bring you new life. And he places his hands above the boy's head. A white light glows in his palms, and then electricity crackles, lights dim, a murmur falls over the crowd, and then the boy, still wordless, stands on his own and takes a few steps. Taking a quick moment aside once more, they didn't specify what was happening, but I'm going to assume that the boy had polio because it was still clearly like a big deal during this time because you know we just saw sure. FDR in 1931 sure. dealing with polio and such as well. True. Sure. Absolutely. And also from personal experience in my family history, um, not too far away from 1932, you know, polio was still a thing. Sure. And a, and a endemic, I guess. The, the crowd goes wild. And the preacher yells out, and the light shall illuminate the darkness. They repeat it back and cheer and once more say, Amen. In the eruption of emotion, the preacher smiles slyly and nods his approval of the scene before him. So, first things first. Let's talk about what we're seeing here. What we're seeing is a tent revival, sometimes called tent meetings. It's a gathering of Christian yeah. worshipers in a tent, specifically designed for revival meetings, evangelism, and healing crusades. Um, mm -hmm. These can be for either local or national ministries. Uh, this one in particular is seemingly a local thing because it specifically says in the beginning, the Los Angeles County uh, revival, um, which, I mean, might move a little bit, maybe around the county, but I imagine sure. that they're not going elsewhere. Um, hey, you know what this means, though, Colin? Yes, yeah, so what's up? First California scene. I just checked our, our timeline. Oh, wow. This is our first scene this in California. This is our first West Coast scene. Hmm. And it's the only, I mean, you know, Mayan man, what, you know, we don't know specifically where he was, but but for sure this is the first California is, you know, where where we are. Um, Mayan man was down, I think, further south in, in Mexico, but I only bring it up because up until you specified, I'd forgotten that it was a Los Angeles uh, County revival. Uh, I was going to talk about the first California scene being a couple of years from now in 1934, but here we are. Here we are. In 1932. In 32. Look at that. So the tent revival is a large tent um, erected for a community gathering for people to essentially come in. There's a preacher. Uh, they talk about hopes of healing, peace, things like that. Uh, yeah. It's extremely uh, ev evangelical. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was mostly used by Methodist Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, there was some sort of thing called the holiness movement, which was specifically like the 19th century and a, a little bit of the 20th century. It looks like, yeah. um, and Pentecostal Christians as well. Um, yeah. again, just sort of using some of my previous experience, like with the church and all that other stuff, this has a lot of, of, uh, like feelings of the Pentecostal Christians movement 
Um, but yeah. also, weirdly enough, a little bit of like almost like Southern baptism uh, type sure. stuff. Uh, For sure. sp- specifically with like the healing uh, aspects mm-hmm. of this. Um, but also, you know, I, I'm not saying that this is the case for everything, obviously. Um, but there's an interesting thing here about um, in other formats of media, tent revivals being sort of a uh, sometimes kind of a like a con type situation. Right? Yes. Yep. Uh, so it's also very interesting to see that we're now watching a tent revival where someone does quite literally heal someone. Yep. Uh, but it is not actually from um, like a higher being per se. Uh, it is from something else that we aren't going to be getting into in this episode. Here's right. the, the read tease, because as far as the timeline is concerned, we have not met this power yet. Well, or rather, this is our first time meeting the power, but we have not experienced it like in a way that is explained. Right. I, I think of tent revivals as often sort of a snake oil level of like, yeah, I'll heal you. And, you know. Um, I think there was a Steve Martin movie called Leap of Faith that was this yes. uh, this concept. Literally, I think that's so funny because I was going to scroll down and talk a little bit about different things that have uh, represented this, which, by mm-hmm. the way, it does not include uh, on this page. I was going to mention that they need to include this scene from Runaways. Yeah, for sure. Um, but cultural representations include... Uh, Blood Meridian, a novel by Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy, yep. Uh, Elmer no Gantry, uh, a novel by Sinclair Lewis. Resurrection, a film with Ellen Burstyn and Sam mm-hmm. Shepard. Yep. Marjo, a 1972 documentary film. Probably Joshua. Marjo. What? Is it M-A-R-J-O? Uh, M-A-R-J-O-E. Oh. So I'm assuming it's oh, Marjo. I don't like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I me think, saying that to me, I think thing. it's probably... Oh Marianne no! It Joseph? is actually no. I thought it was something no, but that is actual the actual person's name. I thought it was maybe two people's names yeah. smushed together, but it is yeah. in fact about the life of an ev- ev- okay, about the life of an event about the life of an evangelist, Marjo Gortner, real person. Wow. Okay. Then there's cool. Joshua, a film with uh, F. Murray Abraham, mm-hmm. Leap of Faith. The film with Steve Martin and Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a wild (laughs) thing to think about? Then there's True Detective Season 1. What's going on with me? Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Sure. Then, James, can you figure out what TV show has um, featured one in an episode called Faith Off? Is it... Wait, Faith... Oh, oh, sure. Uh, The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Bart gets the thing on his head and Homer gets the thing on his head and yeah good episode <laughs> actually you can listen yeah. to the, all of the music from that in the uh, Simpsons album Testify um, which is the third Simpsons album full of stuff uh, and actually oh. it takes its title from a song from Faith Off there you go and yeah. also Justify the TV series season 4 uh, and then it. of course one that they're missing which would be The Runaways season 2 episode 8 also, um, X Files has one. Uh, oh yeah. That um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Just really, really quick. Sure. Tent revival. Uh, Miracle Man season one episode eighteen. There you go. And I knew it would be season one because that's the only one I've watched. <laughs> it's a good so, one, but you know, there's lots of TV. 
I I also did a little bit of research. I was trying to see if this particular tent uh, or church, if if you will, uh, existed IRL, um, mm. because I was curious just to see if they sort of um because you know sometimes what things like Marvel or really any kind of pop culture does is they will appropriate a moment in history and like just kind of give it a different context to sure. sort of make it seem like it's you know truly based in our timeline or in our world, right? Absolutely. Uh, this particular church did not actually exist, uh, and neither did this particular preacher. Uh, but there was an interesting article from the L.A. Times uh, that came out uh, 19 years ago um, by Joel Kotkin, I think is how you pronounce that, K-O-T-K-I-N, and yep, Karen Kotkin, Spiker. Yep. Um, and they just talk a little bit about how some of these types of churches, these like tent churches in particular, are actually starting to come back into... Mm. power really and they had grown tremendously uh in the 1990s they actually grew 24 percent wow at a rate of growth about twice that of the area's population which i think is a very interesting thing to consider um and it's something that they had mentioned that was like had fallen out of practice essentially but in the 1920s, the city was a bastion of traditional Protestant groups like the Methodists, Presbyterians, and Anglicans, and most of them were using the tent-style churches to operate out of. Right. Um, so this was like a you know an interesting thing that I apparently came back at some point. Uh, and then also the final thing that I did a little bit of tiny research on was just because, like I said, I wanted to see if the preacher in question existed. Now. They do a smart thing of kind of covering up part of the sign that's hanging huh. on the tent. Uh, right. But there is one aspect of the name that is just in big, bold lettering that you can't miss. And it does say Kellogg, um, which is also interesting because he's also labeled as like an unnamed preacher. But then uh -huh. Kellogg is like in huge print on the side. Uh, but there was no Kellogg preaching in Los Angeles County at the time, or at least that can be identified. Yeah. Um, and uh, it sort of seems that this scene is really, um, again, somewhat based in reality, but more of like this particular event is completely fictionalized simply because it is a scene and story that acts kind of like a prequel for what is to come. Um, right. But there was one fun little thing that I did find about a Kellogg that was around during that time uh, and who was, by the way, a a little bit of a religious man who had some ideas on holiness and don't shall we say the clean living movement? What's yeah. that? I said, don't talk to me about masturbation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now, unfortunately <laughs> I, I do need to specify that this man was also pretty terrible because part of the clean living movement was also deeply ingrained in things like um, uh, the race betterment foundation, eugenics um, and, stuff, eugenics, yeah. uh, and he was very strongly discouraging racial mixing. Uh, yeah. He said a lot of really terrible things about medical practices that he thought should happen. Uh, yep. But I did want to point out that John Harvey Kellogg was a man who existed during this time who, yep. you know, was doing all of these things again, was very religious and was involved in some churches, part of the seventh day Adventist church. Uh, and like mm -hmm. had made like a huge amount of progress for that church in particular uh, but did also invent the cornflake. <laughs> yes, he did. So I, I don't know. Just to me, I was like, I was looking for anything related to Kellogg back then. They were like, did you mean the man that made Frosted Flakes, essentially? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I really wasn't. But all right, well, 
Tell he me actually encouraged people flakes. not to frost their flakes. Um, <laughs> well, that was, you know, you know what it was. He invented the toasted cornflake, right? Right. And then no, when yeah. his yeah, son yeah. came along, he said, these aren't my dad's cornflakes. <laughs> but that's all that I have. Cool. So uh, we can get out of this tent. And I think a little bit further into the future, don't you think? Sure. Yeah. The future where I talk about uh, the people and 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 writers and directors and actors that went into making this episode. Well, yeah, because that's the future, baby. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So let's uh let's let's get into a little bit of Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. So this episode is called Past Life. Uh, as you mentioned, it is season two, episode eight. It aired on uh, December twenty first, twenty eighteen. Isn't that isn't that the winter solstice? Yes, I think it is. Uh, December twenty first. Yep, it was a it well, on the tw- in twenty eighteen. It was for sure the winter solstice. So, um, this episode was directed by Anna Mastro, uh, which was her first comic book related work. Um, it was written by Kendall Rogers, uh, who did. Uh, this and two other episodes of Runaways and one episode of Looking for Alaska, uh, which is based on a novel by uh, John Green. So it's not comic book related, but I felt it was pertinent to podcasting. Um, the ailing boy, as uh, IMDb lists him, is uh, played by a, an actor named Julian Edwards. Uh, he did 12 episodes of the thing that apparently exists the 2019 short series the rocketeer they apparently made a tv show about the rocketeer which i sure did was it good it was okay yeah (laughs) fair enough uh he was in one episode of star versus the forces of evil uh which my kids really like yeah yeah uh he was in bird box which i haven't been able to uh it's okay watch yeah fair like um yeah we don't need to get into it i mean it was it was it wasn't incredible yeah. But I didn't think it was like, you know, bad. Like I was, I, sure. I watched the movie and I was like, all right. I didn't feel like I wasted yeah. my time watching it. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then he was also in Ready Player One. Um, I'm going to skip the preacher for a second because he takes up, I swear to God, 70% of my notes. Uh, so let's skip him for a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, m- the mother was played by someone named Markin Greenwood. That is M-A-R-K-E-N. Uh, this is her first comic book related work. And a special uh, consolation prize to congregation member played by Philip Harville. I wrote, this was his first comic book related work. And I just want to give him kudos for putting it on his IMDb. (laughs) Um, Because it is for sure. I mean, I guess I don't know for sure. But anyways, so the man of the hour, the preacher played by uh, Larry Cedar, like the tree. He was in. One episode of American Horror Story Roanoke, Justice League Gods and Monsters, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, Lightning Returns, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen is, I guess, sort of a D2, the Mighty Ducks sort of deal, uh, Hitman <laughs> Absolution, The Amazing Spider-Man, two episodes of Community, Star Wars The Old Republic, one episode of Chuck, one episode of Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, he was in National Treasure Book of Secrets, he was Loki in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, he was in one oh. episode of The Class. He was in one episode of Ben 10, one episode of Charmed. He was in the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. He was in one episode of Stargate SG-1. He was in Tony Hawk's Underground 2. What? 
He was in Justice League Starcrossed. He was in one episode of Justice League. He was in Tony Hawk's Underground, the original one. Uh, he was in Star Wars Jedi Knight hyphen Jedi Academy. He was in one episode of Star Trek Enterprise. He was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. He was in two episodes of Batman Beyond, two episodes of Superman the Animated Series, seven episodes of Pinky and the Brain, five episodes of Freakazoid, one episode of The Lazarus Man, one episode of Star Trek Voyager, 33 episodes of AJ's Time Travelers, which sounds like a made-up show but has actually come up on a podcast <laughs> I've done before. I believe Newsies has people on AJ's Time Travelers. One episode of Deep Space Nine. He was the creature on the wing of the plane in the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, my and God. He was in one episode of the original Battlestar Galactica television program. Larry Cedar, nerd icon. <laughs> he was in the Dana Carvey. No, that's not. That's not that Master of Disguise. Two thousand two is too late for. Nope, it's not. He was in the Dana Carvey two thousand two movie, The Master of Disguise, um, which is. I was obsessed with that movie as a kid. Yeah. Like, yep. there's some problematic stuff in there, for sure. I get it. For sure. But, like, as a kid, especially, like, back when I was at a better, like, vocal health than I am now. Sure. That's how I learned how to do most of the voices that I do. Sure. Or, I okay, maybe that's not true. It's more of, like, that's what got me started on doing all the voices that I now do. Um, right. And of course, there's one or two that I have obviously retired after going, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't do this one, uh, right. you know, but uh, yeah. wow, great movie though, still, overall, one, two, up two, and near Charleston Shoe, get it, got it, doubt it. Wait, wait a minute, did you just, um, yes. yes. <laughs> Specializes in the art of speed talking, going by the name Disclaimer Man, and for the last several years has been the voice of Volkswagen Radio Commercial Legal Disclaimers. Okay. Are you serious? This dude rules. So, Colin, I was thinking about having you do this, but now you have to. His credits, I want you to speed up a little bit. Okay. Because there's a lot, and I was like, he should speed it up so it's not a lot. But now you for sure should. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It'll be great. Larry Cedar, like the tree. He was in. Episode of American Horror Story: Roanoke, Justice League: Gods and Monsters, Justice League: Throne of Atlantis, Lightning Returns, uh, Final Fantasy XIII, I guess, sort of teaching like that sort of deal. Uh, Hitman: Absolution, The Amazing Spider-Man, Two Episodes of Community, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Episode of Chuck Lorre, Terminator: Conan Chronicles, National Treasure: Secrets. He was Loki in Marvel: Ultimate Alliance. He was one episode of The Class. He was one episode of Ben Ten, one episode of Charm. He was in the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. He was in one episode of Stargate SG One. He was in Tony Hawk's Underground Two. What? He was in Justice League: Starcross. He was one episode of Justice League. He was in Tony Hawk's Underground, the original one. Uh, he was in Star Wars: Jedi Knight, Hyphen Jedi Academy. He was in one episode of Star Trek Enterprise. He was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. He was in two episodes of Batman Beyond, two episodes of Superman Animated Series, seven episodes of Pinky and the Brain, five episodes of Freakazoid, one episode of Lazarus Man, one episode of Star Trek Voyager, thirty-three episodes of AJ's Time Travelers, which sounds like a made-up show that's actually come up on a podcast I've done before. I believe Newsies has people on AJ's Time Travelers. One episode of Deep Space Nine. He was the creature on the swing of the plane in the Twilight Zone movie, and he was in one episode of the original Battlestar Galactica television program. Hell yeah. Love that. He was the percussionist for the 80s punk band Clownhead Hammer, which was close to landing a record deal when the group's lead singer quit the group, breaking up the band. That's why this dude rules. This, this, what a life this guy's led. Right? Larry Cedar. Is this the only time we'll see him in the MCU? Well, uh, yeah, I think so. Damn. I think I would have listed other times that he. That's yeah. true. That's true. Damn, that's unfortunate because it would be cool to have him on to be like, hey, man, come Absolutely. talk to us for a minute. Like, you know, we'd love to just chat about any of that stuff. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. What if he was like, actually, all of those are my least favorite projects? I hate it. I hated every minute of every single one of the things you just mentioned. 
Yeah, the commercial. <laughs> We'd like to bad. talk to you about uh, about Runaway Hello. Hello. Oh, sir. Are you still there? <laughs> Oh, oh God, Lord. that time I so, had to actually heal that child. I can't believe it. <laughs> With, they made me use my actual powers. <laughs> I can't believe it. What an exploitation of, of power people. I this fired is. my agent that day. Yep. <laughs> Out of a cannon. No, I'm kidding. Um, FBI agent. Whoa. Okay. Uh, so is that that's everyone from that, I believe is, to... Yeah, let me scroll down. Yep, that's it. Yep, that's well, it. Well, hell yeah. Well, James. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this year that is not 1931 episode called 1932 um it's like the sequel uh we have uh twitter handles galore and here are some of them uh for the show we have a twitter handle called timeline scav uh we are part of the scavengers network which has a twitter handle which is scavengers net um i can be found on twitter at unabashed james hey colin where can you be found on twitter i can be found on twitter at colin m parker Someone else that can be found on Twitter, if you can find him, which you will after I give you his Twitter <laughs> handle, which is this. Uh, the composer of the music that you hear at the beginning and end of the show is named Nick Bramald, and he can be found on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D, or you can go to his website, nickbramaldcomposer.co.uk. Colin, I can't tell you how much I have been excited to record these subsequent in between highway to captain america episodes i can't tell you because i already have told you lots of times absolutely (laughs) we for the last like four or five days running every day have been like can't wait to record on tuesday can't wait to record on tuesday we've been so (laughs) excited to get to this so this is exciting as always i'm james anderson and i'm colin parker and Colin, I'd like to do a, a reading from the Book of Stan, if if you will allow me to take us out. Just sort of a word, some words Absolutely. to think about. Okay, I'm going to open my favorite verse, uh, uh, Book of Stan, chapter 19, verse 63. Excelsior. Amen. Previously on Finish It. I jump on the woolly mammoth. Very nice. Eventually, you become captain of your own ship. You become the captain of your own ship? <laughs> Life is harsh and simple with the cave people. No, boy. Vampire advances toward you step by step by step. The usual way. <laughs> does that sound like fun? Yes, it does. I'm Matt Yule. And I'm Chris Yule. And on our podcast, Finish It, we're going through all the interactive fiction books ever. And we read every single page, and we don't stop until we got every drop. <laughs> We're going to juice these books. Find us at finishitpod.com or finish it on any pod catcher. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.